You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to Claret and Blue and this very bizarre chat show setup that we've got this afternoon at Hockley Social Club. Thank you to them for letting us film here. I thought we'd kick back and relax on a sofa for a change. This is very different for us. I thought for today's video we could talk about Again, I don't know what the title is, but kind of the players that were on maybe the cusp of leaving and now like first team, first name on the team sheet. Because again, we've talked before about like the most improved players under Emery and you could probably think of 10, 11 players that have got better in the last five or six months. But there was a couple who you were thinking, are they good enough for where we want to be? Are they good enough to push for the top six? Will they be here long term? Ezri Concer maybe, Tara Mings, Ollie Watkins, <laughs> bizarrely, John McGinn. There's players now that are in that team where you think, well, what would Villa do without those players? So that's kind of the topic for today's show. There's no real structure. I've got no questions planned. We'll kind of just see how it goes. Just have, just have a chat, yeah? <laughs> chat show vibes. So first of all, let's start with Mings. Again, he kind of exemplifies for me the, the turnaround under Emery and what was there from Gerard before to be dropped out of the side, stripped of the captaincy, to coming back and keeping clean sheet after clean sheet, winning everything in the air, being great on the ball, improving, playing out from the back. And like, this is off the back of the Fulham game last night, scoring as well last night, the, the winner. If I had to pick one player, and I'm struggling, so you could probably say the same about McGinn, Toreming has kind of proves the massive difference between Gerard and Emery. We know it's a remarkable turnaround, but I think it's exemplified because, as we've mentioned before, we've only added one player yeah. to that starting eleven, which means that those players that were... You, know, you don't want to say underperforming necessarily because there's reasons for that and clearly they are excellent players as we knew but they weren't getting the best or so the manager weren't getting the best out of them and, and therefore their, their futures were under question because if that manager stayed or if um, a different manager came in and didn't have the same sort of belief in them as what Emery has had then there's no doubt that we might have been buying another £50 million striker yeah. to compete with Watkins and he'd play less games or you know similar to what we did with Danny Ings really yeah. uh, and across the pitch uh, as well you know obviously by Diego Carlos for competition with Conza and Tyrone and Mings and as you say there Dan Mings he is he's been he's player of the season potentially player I mean there's a few now you've got Douglas Louise obviously Ollie Watkins for what he's done but Mings again like as soon as he it's was called been back remarkable. Under, yeah, as soon as he was called back under Gerard, obviously we were poor at the time, but I still thought Mings came in and, and played well in, in patches as well. But under Unai Emery specifically, again, it's, it's what you want from an elite manager. Tyra Mings is probably twice the player now than he was six months ago, and you, and you could say that about a lot of them. Somebody we've talked about loads on the podcast in recent weeks is obviously Ollie Watkins. So I don't want to use any airtime in this video talking about him, really. Yes, he's somebody that at one stage people, me included, were saying, I'm not sure he'll be here next season three goals in half a season that's not good enough that's not where we need to be we need to improve and all of a sudden he changes what he eats for breakfast or something and he becomes a new player overnight and you go Christ yes he will be here next season and he's the main man and we can supplement him rather than kind of just outright replace him and write him off so I don't think we need to talk about Watkins because we've done it enough somebody that we've probably rarely spoken about really is Esri Concer and that probably goes under the radar a bit because we are so kind of invested in the Tyra Mings story, I guess, that he's had this redemption season. Ezri Concha has been in there from the start and, yes, had some bad games when Villa were bad, like they all did. But he just is hes kind of back to that Rolls-Royce player of his first proper season in the Premier League, or first full season. Lockdown. Or the lockdown season, yeah. 2021. Yeah, yeah, that season when we finished 11th, he was brilliant during that season. It was like, well, he might end up at Liverpool for £75 million. And then last season, he wasn't so great. We're like, oh, okay. 
clearly he had a good season, but that was it. He's now back to that form where you go, he's a classy footballer and, and him next to Torre Mings, you look at 30-odd million pound Diego Carlos and yes, whatever his injury has done to his body, you still think, well, he ain't going to get into the side because those two are formidable. Probably one of the most underrated players in the Premier League because we know from that season, the 20 to 21 season, that he can do it. Don't get me wrong, he's yet he hasn't, and admittedly, he hadn't been, um, you know, at his best, should we say, again, because of different reasons. So, yeah, it's really good that Emery has allowed him to become that player that we knew he could be again. Um, some of the stats he's putting up as well are remarkable, like. In the Fulham game, 96% pass accuracy, 99% passing accuracy against Leicester. You've that's misplacing one pass out of like 83 or something. Like and again, I know we're keeping the ball and it's all very controlled. But some of that is under pressure. And Mings is doing, you know, those good numbers as well. Those players want to learn, they want to get better, yeah. and they want to improve themselves as footballers. And that's probably half the reason why we bought them. You know, Dean Smith has that sort of mantra, doesn't he? Concert comes through him, Mings. Didn't come through him, but he had to go a different way. Uh, John McGinn, all of those players, we didn't buy them from Premier League clubs or they've been cast off necessarily. Um, I, know, I know we didn't mean Mings, but again, different story. But they're all players who have got the right personality and drive to push the club forward and better their careers. And then someone like Emery has given them the opportunity, which is brilliant because I don't always go back to Gerard, but I didn't have the sort of feeling that our players were improving under him. It felt more of oh, uh, no. it felt more of a <laughs> Gerard comes in and he's going to put his own team yeah. onto that team. And if players get sold, they get sold. Um, whereas what we were all saying was we need a coach who's going to better that team because you can't just spend 200 million every summer to, to get European football. It ain't going to happen. Like Eddie Howe's gone into Newcastle, improved all their players. Yeah, Eddie yeah. Howe's done, uh, sorry, Emery's done exactly the same thing. Um, and it's just even more sweeter when it's with a bunch of players who yeah, were criticised by their own fans and uh, by opposition fans as well. Um, so they can have that sort of moment and reflect on their, what say, half the season and feel so proud about what they've done. The last player I wanted to highlight for this video is John McGinn. Now, at some stage this uh, in the next couple of months or so, I want to do a video of like Villa's best transfers ever. And there's a case to say that John McGinn would be in that list somewhere well, for... Definitely in the list, yeah. Three million, was it? Something like that? He might even be the... Yeah, he'd certainly be up there, I think, it's in the cost. conversation to come in for, into, yeah, like pound for pound, to come in in the championship when we're struggling and be a big part of promotion now to be a player that's kind of racking up games in the Premier League and again at a stage this season fans absolutely on his back and at one stage I said that I was wrong about John McGinn a few weeks ago and I stand by that to an extent but when we were kind of slating McGinn he wasn't playing well so I think what we were saying at the time was fair it's just we were probably maybe a little bit too kind of throwing the baby out with the bathwater going he's in a bad run of form at the moment get rid of him that's not the solution that's not the answer he's in a bad run of form now yes but make him better then give him the confidence to go and play his natural game and that positional tweak that Emery's done to play him off the right hand side to kind of float back in rather than be one of two number sixes under Dean Smith which doesn't suit his game at all when you compare his role to that he does it that he plays at Scotland where he's scoring goals for fun at international level John McGinn again, like Tara Means, kind of exemplifies what Emery's done so far in, in these five or six months. That the captain that people look at going, he's not captain material, he'll be gone in the summer. We need to get rid of cash in. Maybe when Man United were interested for 50 million, oh, we, I wish we'd taken it. Now you kind of think he's one of the first names on the team sheet and he's captain and he's captain material now and he, and he fits the role. And while McGinn was getting those that sort of stick, we know that top Premier League clubs were thinking or would 
have taken him because he's so unique and he can offer a skill set that not many players can uh, in the in in the Premier League and you know the Premier League's the best league in the world. So in Europe, again, it probably seems quite simple because you look at it and think, oh well, Gerard wanted. John McGinn to get into the box and score goals because he would say it most weeks and he, when he does well for Scotland Gerard would always say in his press conference um, yeah that's the McGinn we know we love and that's what we want here but it was square pegs and round holes because yeah, don't blame it right back then. let him do that um, he, he was covering his shoulder he was getting tired later in a game because he's having to do different jobs which simply don't I said don't suit him he's a midfielder by trade but ultimately if you want to get the best out of a player who again has such a unique skill set there you go um, Emery's identified that and he asked him straight away when he first joined the club he said I don't know exactly what he said but he, he called him over I was going to say he said John no. um, he said John what's your best position not, not what's your best position but where do you feel you can best uh, you know improve the team because I think he probably looks probably assessed the whole squad and thought John McGinn is a really good footballer in terms of what he can bring and how he does it but how do I get the best out of him without making the whole team about John McGinn if that makes sense so he's obviously come up with a plan um, and after speaking with uh, McGinn as well and it's working working a treat for him and for Villa it, like we when we get pressed or something um, just as like a, another point we'll get pressed and we're in the corner we're trying to get out Ashley Young just knock the ball down the line because John McGinn's going to hold off Dan Burn. you know it, he's, he's an outlet he can drive with the ball he's strong as an ox he's I know he hasn't scored many goals but we know he can finish he's got like a sledge a sledgehammer of a left foot so um, good delivery now as well good like delivery last night Goal contributions, he's assisted a couple of goals, the little ball he put through for uh, Douglas Louise at Tottenham. And there's more to it for me because he can be unstoppable. And in, when we saw him in the championship, it, that was, for me, that was a very good Premier League player playing for us there, genuinely. Because you can't stop that. It, not just because it's in the championship. Players aren't just going to barge you off the ball or if you go man for man with him, well, he's just going to roll you because we know what he can do with his backside. So, yeah, now that we've got that player back, and that's thanks to Emery, really. Again, that that's someone who's he must have been so frustrated, McGinn, when he was, you know, he, he was obviously made captain as well, which would have been brilliant for him. But he knows that he was playing inside of him because inside of himself because of different reasons. Firstly, the managers what he's asking him to do, but secondly, because then because of confidence, the team aren't playing well. well who's going to get it? Oh, it's going to be McGinn because he's just been made captain, and Mings isn't. You know, there's different sort of um, ways of looking at it. But again, he's like concert like Mings players that were you'd almost look to straight away for sort of well you need to fix it sort of thing um, and now they've been given the opportunity to do it by a manager who's luckily believed in them um, again they must be in a much better place in terms of how they um, are looking at their careers really because he's like Mings they're 28 maybe coming on towards the peak of their careers this is when they really had to push on and I think if we had any more more years of not being asked to do what he wants to do or how to get the best out of his game he simply wouldn't be you know in conversations would he in terms of like oh yeah we we have to you know play him every game or whatever it may be um, but now he is he's, he's proven he's indispensable that'll do for this video and, and this little chat John thank you for joining me as ever at Hockley Social Club there's been loads of content that we're filming recently and today um, the video that we filmed about Alex Moreno will have come out 
probably before or after this or around the same time well, I don't really know we're filming so much stuff at the moment and trying to make more content because Villa is a great place to be at the moment so we want to keep talking about it we want to keep producing stuff and people are still watching it yeah we want to give everyone something to watch during the lunch break or the commute yeah, and stuff exactly, because yeah. it's not it's not much stress for us really we're just talking about Villa so yeah we absolutely love it so loads of stuff coming up if it hasn't already been out already we've filmed bits with Rob Warner we're filming stuff with Max Stokes we're, we're doing loads of things at the moment so subscribe to the Clap YouTube channel that's the first place to see it thank you very much for watching thanks John for joining me and we'll see you again very soon thank you for listening to Claret and Blue and Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know we love hearing your thoughts and comments we'll be back soon with another episode but until then up the villa